Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Ready Player Two. You've managed to make it through 60 whole episodes, and now we're on the 61st, and you should just feel so proud of yourselves. It's probably more just, than that. Is it? Yeah, it's probably many we should more. Stop, we should stop doing non-canon episodes. It's getting ridiculous now. So look, give, you, give yourselves a pat on the back collectively. Mm-hmm. You've just heard we've got a trio of podcasters tonight. My name is Rich. I am the host of Ready Player Two. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we have another guy with us. He is so amazing. He's got a beard so fantastic that you wish it was sat on your face. It's Mr. <coughs> Lewis Knight. Hello. That's quite and, an intro. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and we have our not-so-new guy who now who has now been on absolutely loads of our podcasts, only one of which has actually been released, I think. Um, we have Mr. Lee. My, word is no, my world is now virtual Hodgson. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us. It's just the three of us this week. We couldn't manage to get everybody on, but that's fine. We're going to do another podcast very shortly with more hosts. Um, Elle's going to be with us next time, and hopefully we're going to get Ross on at some point soon as well. Hi guys, how are you all doing? Very awesome. well. Yeah, feeling pretty good this week. Yeah. No, no? why not? Why not? Why not? Face full of snot. Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> so <laughs> we've been now. Just quickly, I'm going to get this out of the way because I know that Lee's probably going to be itching all the way through the episode if I don't mention it at least. So last weekend, mm. uh, I got myself a great big bag of snacks and my six-year-old daughter. And drove two and a half hours to Lee's house, and then spent a good sweaty seven and a half hours uh, roving around his garage inside a VR headset. It was basically amazing. We're not going to talk about it too much on this podcast, because we have got a little bit of a VR special that we're going to come up with, um, and we're going to be recording that, I think, tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah. Beautiful. I like that. Um, I can't wait. I like that you say, in one breath, we should probably start with the non-canon episodes. Yeah, and then... And, the next, and yeah. coming right up... <laughs> Coming right up, another non-canon episode. We might just number it; that makes it canon. Then we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> if we went back, do you know what? If we went back and numbered all of our non-canon episodes, we'd be at like two hundred by now. Yeah, we'd be we'll rocking do it, it as sixty-one point <laughs> one. Oh, okay. We're gonna if we're gonna start going into decimal places, it's gonna get very confusing very fast. A. Oh, is that what we're gonna do? We're gonna put letters after them instead of decimal points. In that case, then you can just call it sixty-one point VR. Ah, oh. beautiful. See, there we on topic as well. Right, look, we're going to shoot through the games that we've been playing this week because we're going to see if we can get a little bit back to what we used to do because somehow, naturally, and through entirely all the fault of our own, we've ended up just talking about the games that we play all the time and we're going to see if we can get a little bit back to, uh, to talking about a little bit of news and some topics and some other things as well. So um, I'm going to jump straight into a game that we've all played, which is fucking unheard of 
I'm not 100% sure how this has ended up happening. Accident. But it's entirely by accident. Um, and, and joyously as well, we've played it across different platforms, which is even better. So this is um, Blizzard's Overwatch, which is Blizzard's answer to a game that nobody really wanted. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's Blizzard's version of, t- or Blizzard's answer to Team Fortress 2. With a little bit of uh, League of Legends mixed into it, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's just, And yeah. the, well, oh no, easy mistake to make. I was going to say, and uh, a bit of Borderlands humour, but I'm thinking of the other game that's a MOBA, uh, Battleborn. Battleborn. Yeah, it's got it's got a little bit of everything mixed into it. Look, first impression. What were your first impressions of this game when you fired it up? Amazing. Yeah, yeah same. Exactly. Really same. good. Yeah. Second impression I, I wasn't so good. <laughs> no. Well, that was kind of the third and the fourth impression. I fired it up, and even on my rig, which I've spoken about at length now, but my rig is is old and ailing, a bit like me, and um, and it looks great on my computer, and it plays great as well, which is surprising everybody. Um, but I fired it up, I flicked through a few of the characters, and I was thinking, oh, 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 I'm going to like this. This is going to be pretty good. Jumped into the first game, I thought I was absolutely right. I picked a couple of classes, started playing around with them, started trying out the special abilities. Were you guys the same as me? Kind of sit, sat there thinking, this is it, man. Yeah. We've arrived. Yeah, I thought this pretty is the much. game I've been waiting for. I was, yeah. I was very excited. Yeah. I messaged you and said, get this game. Get this game now. Yeah, I was all over it. We jumped on it. We played it. We played. We spent an entire day pretty much playing this, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. We enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Well, in the main, in the main, we enjoyed it. So, right. Look, Lewis, you were playing this on Xbox One, yeah? Yeah. Okay. We were playing this on PC and I've got no idea what the difference between the platforms is, but th- did you, sorry, just to interrupt Lee, did you get to play it on the PS4? Uh, I I sat and watched the uh, the loading screen for about four or five hours, and then I oh, kind of had enough excellent. of it by then. Well, while it was downloading, yeah. Well, it downloaded the installer, which is about two gig, and I thought, well, that's unusual because the PC one was about seven, and it took a long time to to download that two gig. And I've got a really quick internet. Yeah, that'll be because Sony devices throttle uh, downloads, which is idiotic. Um, mm. And then. I thought, excellent, it's done. I I fired it up, and then it said, oh, you can't play yet, we've got to download some more of the game. Yeah. And then it was a, literally about four hours. The initial download was just a digital cock tease. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, that's fluffed. exactly what we want as gamers. <laughs> Thanks for that, Blizzard. <laughs> I, I, it's nice to see that the PS4 is built on the already heady heights of the PS3 downloadable content arena. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Actually, it's a bit bizarre, because I... Uh, um, with all the Uncharted stuff going on at the moment, I thought I'd better catch up with that because I've never played an Uncharted game and I've got the Uncharted Uncharted Special Edition with all the three games in it, the upgraded oh, right. ones, yeah, the yeah. Um, digitally remastered ones. So I thought I'll start at three and go backwards. So I loaded that on and um, uh, installed it and it said, oh, download and I thought, oh, here we go. I've only got half an hour and it was done 10 minutes. That's because it was only five meg. Yeah, <laughs> Hang on. You, you started at three and worked backwards. Yeah, because well, that's how it. his brain works. Nowadays. I'm not going to start. If, yeah, but I've done this before. I can't remember what game it was. Um, I wanted to catch up on. Um, what did we play at EGX? The one. Oh, where you do you know jumped... what? Flying fuck sticks, Lee. You've derailed us already. We're not even ten minutes Sorry. in. Sorry. <laughs> but basically, Look, um, starting at one is worse because you um, get bored because they're horrible old games. Well, that's that's nobody likes to play with things that are horrible and old, do they? Lee? Oh, wait. <laughs> Moving swiftly, I'm glossing over that. We'll whitewash that. And we've suddenly been re-railed. <laughs> right. Anyway, Overwatch. I just want to point out that the classes are varied and they look amazing. Like, the graphical style is true Blizzard form. 
Um, the cl- the classes and characters look fantastic. The animations are brilliant. The voice acting is is great. Um, it, it feels when you first get into it, it feels great to play. It feels like a real joy to kind of get in there and have a play around. And the special abilities of a lot of these classes are just excellent. When you start messing around with them, they're just the tracer uh, that can kind of zip forwards and then reverse time. She made they're my teeth like, itch though. In like a time bubble, made your teeth itch. <laughs> yeah, she irritated me. Oh, just, oh that's no. because she's got a really weird pseudo British accent. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. There's quite a lot of that, but I, all of the accents in the game are like kind of over the top. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They're they're, they're mm. all like kind of yeah, they're parodies of themselves. Yeah, um, and I I started playing it, and I don't know if you guys are the same. I started playing it for probably for the first thirty minutes. I'm thinking this is, this is brilliant. This yeah. is absolutely My great. My first experience of it, I I must have lucked out because I I thought, well, I'll try this robot guy called Bastion, <laughs> and uh, and I just um, walked into a level. I sat, ch- turned myself into a turret, and just mowed every everybody down for about an hour. I was on like thirty nine kill streaks, um, thinking, <laughs> why well, everybody else in the world is shit. <laughs> and then I realised that yeah, there's a bit of um, balancing issues in this. A game. bit of a balancing issue. Yeah, a little bit. I'm pretty sure I played in one game where six of the characters were Bastion. Well. <laughs> the, the, the next level after I got my 39 kill streak, everybody on my team was Bastion. <laughs> <laughs> Ever so slightly OP. Was it, same, was it the same problem on the Xbox, Lewis? Yeah, I I mean, I played as mostly as Winston. Uh, oh, was it the monkey I, one? Monkey boy. Yeah, I believe yeah, that's yeah. the uh, either robot or space gorilla. Yeah, he's a cyborg um, space gorilla, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, who's got like a, a Tesla thrower. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, um, when I'm getting 15, 20 kill streaks, uh, and this is me who sucks at first person shooters. <laughs> um, yeah, I-, I thought some of these are probably going to be a little bit um, OP. Yeah. I, it's a difficult thing to say, but the problem that you've got is when you've got a game that's like this, that is so competitive, and kind of a lot mm. of the fun levels are hinging on the fact that the game isn't fundamentally broken at some level. Yeah. That as you get deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, which is what we did, and we started getting a bit better and a bit better and a bit more understanding of the game, and then suddenly we started realising that we're not losing on certain aspects of the game because we're not that good. Although there was there was parts of that, <laughs> but we were losing because some of the characters are just and this this is where the kind of the poison will come in because you'll get a load of people just whining, kind of going, um, oh they're too overpowered, and the the game developer is going to have to kind of pick those incessant whinges out of the actual problems and this is where the the big issue of balance problems comes in trying to mm. decipher what is actually an issue and what is just people it's complaining it's going to be so tough to yeah it's got to be so game. tough to do but in in so comparing this to something like dirty bomb i don't know if you guys have played dirty bomb but it's no. a free to play game that you can get on steam already i've been playing that this week as well and it, it's brilliant. It's really, really good. But compared to Overwatch, it is very kind of pastel colours. It looks very washed out. It's still a really enjoyable game. It's still got a lot of very, very classes. But the, the core gameplay is guns. So depending on the kind, you know, one might have a shotgun, one might have a, 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 an assault rifle, but it's guns. The, the thing about Overwatch that is quite difficult to explain to people when they go to first start playing it is it's kind of, it's not guns. Because everybody's got such a massively different weapon type. melee as well, which mm. upset yeah. me. I, there's I, 
I always shy away <laughs> from anything with melee in it. Well, there's just loads of it. It's everything's so varied in it, and it must be an absolute nightmare to try and balance it out. Now, stuff like Bastion is a pretty obvious thing that he's they're going the, to need to fix. He's probably the most simple character as well. Yeah, he is probably the simplest character, and it's gonna it's gonna need the biggest amount of fixing. It shouldn't be too difficult to fix it, but they're gonna have to get on it. Dirty Bomb doesn't suffer from the balance issues as much because it's not as ambitious. And that's kind. I think that's kind of where Dirty Bombs managed to to find its good sweet spot. Whereas Overwatch is going to be in trouble if they're not careful because it's not a free game. Dirty Bomb is is completely free, and it's got one of those models where, like League of Legends, where you can pay to unlock new characters or better packs and Do stuff like really that. Do you really think Blizzard are going to be in trouble with the game that they make? No, I don't think. I don't necessarily think they're going to be in trouble, but I think that if they're if they're not careful. If you're entering into the competitive arena, yeah, this this is something that you've got to be even more careful about than than a regular casual game. In my opinion, this is this is the kind of thing that I think, and they are shooting very hard at the at the competitive arena with this. So nah, possibly they're going to need to watch it a little bit. Anyway, look. Long story short, for me, the fun levels peaked really early with this game, and then stayed reasonably high for a, for a good hour or so. And then really rapidly began to dip we, and dip yeah. and dip. And actually, I came away with quite a bit of taste in my mouth. Yeah, came a bit away, deflated. Yeah. In the first 30 minutes, my immediate reaction is I've got to find the money to buy this game. And after about four hours, I came away going, I don't, want, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this. And it's no. going to be so difficult to kind of keep up online to figure out whether they've actually fixed the problems or not because a lot of it's conjecture. I think um, you've got to remember that... Uh, there's a lot of learning to do on some of like the support classes, and some of the balancing issues with uh, that we might have been perceiving might have been that just people playing support classes really well, where they can buff um, an aggressive class. Yes, yeah. I kept finding that people were using guns or, or using abilities in a way that I didn't even know that you could do with a class that I'd already been playing. Yeah. And I couldn't tell whether they'd unlocked a new weapon or, or a new ability or what. I didn't know. Or whether That's they part just of the learning curve, though, isn't were it? playing way better than me. So it's, it's a difficult one. Look, coming away from, from Overwatch, for all of its, its immediate visual glory, what did you guys think? I'm still tempted. I was going to say, it looked very nice. It played quite nicely for... Probably for the first 30 minutes to an hour for me. Yeah. And then I started to lose interest in it. Really? Yeah. After about 30 minutes, I... Was um, there a frustration level or was it just that you got got a bit bored? I don't know. I just got a bit bored. I I mean, I don't personally like MOBAs anyway. And I only played a couple of the rounds and a couple of the characters. And I just... I wasn't that that bothered about it. So... um, I wouldn't have been buying it no matter how good it was because I probably would have would have only played it with like you guys or mm-hmm. um Yeah, see this is I think this is where our opinions and the opinions of the game developers start to differ. Because this is the kind of game like Team Fortress that I would have gone, this is the game for us, you know? Mm, I would have yeah. gone a close group of friends. I want to play this with my close group of friends. I think the game developers are genuinely shooting for a totally different audience, which is actually the competitive crowd. Yeah. And and, and I I think it must be really difficult to actually try and balance those two desires. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that might be yeah. why it wasn't for us. No. Or, or it might just be that I it mean, wasn't quite ready. Well, yeah. I mean, what we do need to point out is that it was the, the open beta. It we was the playing. open beta, yeah. It's Yeah, it wasn't the full release. Yep. So I think a lot of the balancing will hopefully come in the full release. See, me and Lee were talking about this, and this is one of those examples of a game 
coming out with a beta where it really is not a beta. It's a, it's a great big demo. Testing the home. water. Yeah. It's, it's probably stress testing the servers to make sure they don't fall over horribly, but it's also generating hype for the game in a similar way to what Doom did very recently. Hmm. It, usually, in my experience, these kind of things don't actually make any sweeping changes to a game. If there's anything fundamentally broken, then they're going to have to make changes to it. But they don't tend to take feedback from these kind of betas and make great, great big changes to the game because it's so close to release anyway. And yeah. I think they've got so many massive balance issues that they're going to have to address that I just don't see how they're going to manage to do it. Not before the game comes out in earnest. They're not going to be able to um, push back the release date. No, no, no. Because let's be won't. honest, it's Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. And they won't. No, but, Blizzard are happy just to nerf a character. Um, they'll do oh that. Oh god, yeah. This is and this is the other thing that makes me ever yeah. so slightly worried about getting into a game like this that Blizzard made, because they will smash out the nerf hammer at, the, at a moment. At least you notice. won't be in, invested in the character. It's not like playing a um, MMORPG. But you can, you know, you just switch from the, uh, switch to the next favorite character. Well, you say that, but if people are playing it competitively, <laughs> yeah. you will have entire teams that have been get have got themselves set up with the exact balance of characters that they want. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Look, we need to move along from Overwatch. But Lee, what was your what was your final verdict on it? I'm still tempted, but I'm I'm re- always reluctant to spend uh, like AAA money on a game that's multiplayer only. Yeah, that's a valid point, actually. I uh, I think they should have gone in at a mid range price, mm. like twenty twenty five quid, and you can buy the extras. Yeah, cosmetic like you would and do stuff. for any other game. And actually, because ultimately that's what they're going to end up doing yeah, well, anyway. It's what they'll do anyway. Yeah. They, they will charge you for a, for a great big game, and, and this is this is the problem that they had with um, Diablo. And I kind of hope that they've really learned from this, because they they really messed up Diablo, where they released a AAA game at AAA prices, and then tried to make additional money off the back of it as it kept going by charging yeah. people for the auction house and stuff like that, and it it failed. It really blew up in their faces with that. I kind of hope that they don't make the same mistake with this. But then, if it's only cosmetic changes and stuff, therefore it's really not essential to the game, then it's probably not going to be a problem. Yeah, but look at games like Smite, Team Fortress. Yeah. They're both... I mean, Team Fortress wasn't in the first instance, but um, Smite's pretty much always been free, and the only thing you, you pay for are cosmetic changes. Yeah. It doesn't actually change the the base gameplay how long till it goes free to play yeah that's that'll be my question it's blizzard i think i i don't know look we're we're guessing here but i blizzard don't seem to work in the way that the rest of the world works no they seem to kind of and in a lot of instances it it works for them and, and in quite a few instances recently i don't think it's worked out quite so well but i don't think that they necessarily take cues from what the rest of the industry is doing other than trends in games to be honest blizzard have pretty much got a license to print money yeah they have a little (laughs) bit haven't they 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 can release a series of wow skins for overwatch (laughs) and they might as well just go everyone might as well just hand them a blank check yeah it's it'll but they'll be exactly the same as the normal skins they're just going to have massive shoulder pads yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Look, we're going to move over from um, Overwatch uh-huh, and uh, move on to a game that Lewis has been playing. What's the other game that you've been playing this week? Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh, I heard you uh, thought this was shit. Really? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Absolutely fucking love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, I I loved the first one. I think I played it through in two, three days solid yep. uh, when I was ill a couple of years ago and um, I, it was a toss up between this and Mad Max and I thought well I really enjoyed 
Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to chance my arm on this. And I fucking love it already. I've, I've fallen off so many cliffs. I've been mauled by bears. <laughs> uh, mm. I've been... I've drowned in ice lakes. Is this you practicing for Canada? Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is all the makings of a great Canadian trip here. <laughs> Have you? Uh, did you play the first game, Lee? No, no, you didn't. Right, oh, okay, sorry, fine. briefly, I did on 360, I think, but uh, not because I didn't like it, but I didn't play it any further than probably half an hour. Okay, I, I mean, I played the. I say the first one. It's probably like the fiftieth Tomb Raider yeah. game, but yeah. um, I played the first one and I put it off for ages. I think I spoke about it on the podcast at the time. Mm. I put it off for absolutely ages because I've just never since Tomb Raider one, possibly even two. I've just not had an interest in Tomb Raider games. So just not not done the right thing. Exactly the same. And uh, and I had a friend basically say you've got to, you just simply have to play this. And uh, look, I'll Steam share my library with you. You're going to have to give it a go. And I ended up buying it. And it is just it was just brilliant. It was exactly the reboot that a series that I had lost interest in completely needed to to make me take interest again. I don't know what it did for people who were still interested in the Tomb Raider series, whether they liked it or not. But it was certainly the right thing for me. Is the new one more of the same, or has it ramped it right up? It's kind of more of the same, but it's expanded a lot on stuff that was already in the first game. So, like, at the beginning of the first game, you learn how to craft stuff. Yeah. Never use it in the game. <laughs> really? You yeah. Do, you in the first use, game, you ne- You uh, use it a little use bit, it, don't you? you kind a little of ex- bit. expand on, the, on things that you've made or something, but that's pretty yeah. much it. Um, in this, you have to create, uh, you have to craft health packs. You have to craft arrows. So, you have to, like, break down uh little tree saplings and rummage around in birds nests <laughs> you can craft different ammo types so you can craft um poison cloud uh arrows you could craft tin can explosives uh molotov cocktails that kind of stuff yep um and i'm only kind of 25 30 percent of the way through um you've been playing this a lot as well haven't you yeah um but i've been trying to do a lot of the extra stuff mm. like the challenge tombs the um are there more challenge tombs in this one because there weren't very many yeah. in the first game were there yeah yeah there's about there can be three or four per region right okay so the map's a lot bigger um as well so there's more stuff for you to be able to kind of collect and yeah and seek out so is there still all that stuff where you kind of go through an area and you see like a thing that's there and it's clearly a thing that you're meant to do something with yeah but you don't have the tool to do what you yeah. need to do with that yet yeah so you yeah. just kind I mean, of know you're going to be back there at some point with this new tool yeah that's that's the only thing that kind of bugs me about and it bugged me about the the, the first game yeah was yeah. that you it already leads you into having to either replay it effectively from the beginning um or, once you finished or it or revisit areas or revisit areas yeah, yeah. and it's forcing you to do that do you know what bugs um, me about the first game what the hair no the, the very wavy the the tress tress fx or something was it and i don't it, know the end yeah the nvidia released a special add-on driver thing that certain graphics cards could run with this spectacularly realistic hair. And mm. because I couldn't do it, I think that's why I stopped playing it. I'm quite fickle. What, because you couldn't get realistic hair? Because I'm I... pretty sure on my computer that definitely didn't run. She probably had Lego hair through the majority of it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, have noticed that there are lots of points in this where she does have, um, like, she it, when she gets out, out of water, she kind of runs her hair along, uh, her 
hand along her hair and kind of squeezes the water out of it. Oh, and that's then does a cool her hair back touch. up. It was the little touches in the first one hmm. that really that really made it stand out. And it was stuff yeah. like as you're playing the game and she's getting progressively more and more beat up because in the first game she really gets put through the ringer. She gets hmm. proper messed up in a lot of occasions. And as you're playing, kind of like uh, the, the Batman Arkham series, she gets more and more beat up and her clothes get ripped. She's got cuts and bruises and scars all along her and stuff like that. And it's, it, it adds to the, the whole experience. I thought it was a real good touch. Yeah, I mean, in this she does kind of... She starts off with a sensible jacket. Yeah. And then she loses that. And then she finds another sensible jacket. So... I think they've, they've done pretty well... In my opinion, I'm sure that there's going to be a ton of news articles out there that are completely contrary to this, but they seem to have done really well at desexualizing Lara Croft quite yeah. a lot in yeah. this. Because yeah, that definitely. was the whole shtick to start with, wasn't it? Let's face it. It was, it was the boobs. whole. Yeah, she's Massive triangle pixel yeah, boobs. Mm. Great, big, great big polygon, like one polygon each, essentially. <laughs> big boobs. And yeah. then, and then, um, and then, like painted on clothing, and then the, as as the polygon count increased, the painted on clothing stayed the same, and <laughs> and the, just it was, and I kind of when I I think that was when I heard about uh, this is an example of a bloke not giving a crud that there's a hot woman in a computer game. So listen to this, right? <laughs> because I don't know if you guys are the same, but if I see that, I immediately think I'm not buying that. Yeah, that is a clear and present attempt. To sway me into buying your market, yeah, and I will not be baited. Mm. <laughs> but uh, but they seem to have done a really great job, and it, there's not even any, or I don't remember any hints towards it in the first game no. either. There was just no. Although at one point, I'm pretty sure that she was pretty much about to get raped by somebody as well, which is which is a pretty horrific thing to go through when you're playing as her as well. I was mm. just like, no, fucking stab him, stab him in the ear. <laughs> it all worked out yeah I mean even in this there's not much in the way of kind of she's not over sexualized yeah maybe less so than the first game but she she is still a vulnerable teen yeah in this yeah she's a pretty fucking badass vulnerable (laughs) yeah I was gonna say who who's traveled so far we've traveled from London to Syria to Serbia She's got to be in her forties um, by now. Yeah, I think, uh, is this a reimagining? <laughs> yeah, in, in the reboot, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. a teenager. So, yeah, I mean, it's excellent. I can't really say anything more than that. It's, it's a difficult one. And you to need to play it. Your reaction made me think you're going to say this might be your game of the year. Um, you sounded really enthusiastic. Apart from it came out last year, um, did it really? Mm. Well, yeah, of course it did. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know this is how current it's, I am. Well, it's going to come out on um, PlayStation 4 this year. Because they, okay, they bought be the license for it for a whole year, didn't they? I did that. Yeah. Okay, it was a 12-month uh, Xbox. Limited exclusivity. Yeah. Uh, I see, I see, I out see. Out on PC. Okay, look, I'm going to have to get this. I, I kind of already thought I was going to have to get this. I'm probably going to have to test it. I wish it was a demo or something to check to see if it was actually going to run on my PC. Um, but I'll I'll work it out and I'm going to get my hands on it somehow because I absolutely love the first game and it just if it's more of the same and it's not ruining anything and the the grounding and the great storyline which was a big thing in the first game and the actual the genuine sense of peril which is a weird thing to say about a game like this but it it actually you actually felt for her like she was really getting put through the ringer and nothing was going her way in the first game and that was that it kind of kept the intensity up, and I thought I really enjoyed it. Um, great. Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna get hold of that. I think uh, certainly better than Overwatch, but that's fit. Lee, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing a lot of Space Pirate Trainer. A lot of a space, lot. A lot of Space Pirate. They, have they had an update? Uh, nope. 
I think it's a summer release that they're going to, well, a summer update. They're talking about adding in um, boss fights and uh, different environments and different weapons and things like that. But um, Yeah. Is this the one that I was watching Rich play? Yeah. Shooty Bangs. Shooty yeah, Bangs. Yeah, this is the VR Shooty Bangs. Yeah. Right. I kind of hope they do do something bigger with this. If you if you guys haven't seen this, this is a, a, a VR game that if you're watching from the outside in, is, is wholly unimpressive. <laughs> but when yeah. you're in it, it's actually really, really great fun. It's like a virtual stationary shmup. It's... Yeah, kind of. I, you know what? I, I would like it. I would liken yeah. it kind of. It all. It feels because of the the uh, because of where you are. It feels almost a little bit like a stationary Galaga. It, it's got that it's, kind of thing. If it, you have yeah. different weapon, because you can switch through these different weapons that you've got and stuff as well. So I, I just wish. You know what I want them to do? I want to have varied enemies and power ups. Yeah, you're right on the Galaga thing. Your pronunciation was shit, but um, oh, well, sorry. Isn't what, it Galaga? Galaga. <laughs> Is it ga- no? The, those are a couple of mank twats. The, <laughs> the classic uh, retro arcade game Galaga, um, with waves of enemies coming um, that you have to defeat in different patterns and things like that. It's it's it is that. It's the perfect arcade game, and it's the one that I've always wanted. What's really making this nice? Because when I used to play arcade games like Galaga um, <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> not gonna live that one though. No. Um, and the whole idea in arcade games back then was to get your name on the um, leaderboard. Yeah. Um, now there's a global leaderboard, and it's yeah fantastic. That's not fantastic. That is the only purpose of a global leaderboard is to make you feel inferior. No, because <laughs> or they superior. Do, they do oh, a daily you're really fucking good. They they update. Well, they, you've got a global all time. You've got a global weekly and a global daily. And I'm regularly in the top five on the daily global leaderboard which you know really what that good. says to me only 10 people have got vibes well yeah that, that says to me that lee yeah you've got way too much time on your hands <laughs> but the thing is that's true of anybody who's better at me at a game <laughs> that's yeah that, that's well just... jelly <laughs> super gel okay these we're going to talk about vr a lot an awful lot more in the next um in the next little pod that we do but yeah the i'm I, I'm surprised and not surprised that you keep going back to this one because you've got a huge wealth of VR games that you're disposed on. I've got dozens of them. I've actually Um, got um, some really, really good stuff as well. Uh, But this one just keeps dragging me back because... It's arguably one of the simplest, isn't it? it, It's very simple, but um, at the same time, uh, there is a lot of um, depth to it. In in the same way as you used to find in a lot of arcade games, where you you dip into an arcade game in in the past, and you might get past a couple of levels. But if you carried on playing, you'd see some of the patterns start to emerge, and you'd work out strategies to overcome them. And this yeah. is this is that all over. But you are in it, and and the fact that you have to um, get better at actually shooting a gun, not just at aiming a gun on a screen, you yeah. are actually shooting a gun. In, for all intents and purposes, you are actually doing the exact same act of aiming and shooting a gun, and you're getting better and better at it. Your skill is increasing. You're leveling up. The whole movement thing as well, coming into it, I just, I completely am in love with this game. It's, this it's is, gone into my top five games of all time. I'm waiting, right, for you to become so fucking good at this that it's like, uh, what's it called? The Gun Carter from... Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Does anybody remember this? Yes. <laughs> 
that film from with, Equilibrium. Yeah, Equilibrium, where he's just like doing the martial arts with the weapons. I'm just waiting at some point for for like a video to get posted and go viral of Lee literally stood stock still in the middle of his fucking garage and just just like moving around everywhere like some kind of ninja in a VR headset. I was going to say with his eyes closed, but that wouldn't really make much difference. No, no. they're, they're covered <laughs> up. Well, anyway. it would make a difference. Well, but yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know any. Different. Nobody would know. I'll put goggly eyes on the front and then close them. <laughs> <laughs> I had um, I've had so many good moments in this game where you if you dual wield and you can look one way you, and the audio is the positional audio is so good that you can hear where they are around you and you can aim and shoot them down without even looking it's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I do quite like that. If you can if you can hear where they are, you can kind of point your pistol in the right direction and get a good fix on where they're going to be, even if you're not looking in that direction. And there's plenty of times when because you, you uh, most of the time I'm using a shield on, on my left hand and a pistol on my right hand. I I know where I'm getting shot from, and I will just put the without looking, put the shield there and concentrate fire on on one side to clear out one side. Ah, oh, I just. Oh. <laughs> I want I want everybody to play this game. I, this is one of the first games that I put it everybody is, in. Uh, every time we talk, speak about VR, we always say, look, this is such a difficult thing to try and explain. But to be perfectly honest, trying to explain a game to somebody who's never fucking played it before is also quite difficult. So yeah, I did. It, yeah. it's one of those things. Anyway, look, we're, we're going to move on. That's everything we've been playing this week. We've probably talk, spoken a little bit more than we should have done about that. Um, but we're going to move on very quickly. We're going to have a very, very swift break. And we're going to come back with a little bit of news. Be right back. Right, we're back, and lo and behold, we're actually going to talk about some news. Is everybody as gobsmacked as I am? A bit. A bit? Is your gob suitably smacked? I'm not sure I could be as gobsmacked as you with a gob that size. Oh, thanks for that, Lewis. That's so so beautifully said. Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to talk about a little bit of news that's, that's, uh, that's come out. We're going to shoot first into, into the top one on our list here. I'm going to let Lee kind of abbreviate this one for us a little bit, uh, because this is kind of his thing. So, what's what's going on with the first story, Lee? It's a VR headset that Acer are getting involved in. Um, it's called the Star VR headset by Starbreeze. Never heard of them. You've never heard of no. Starbreeze? Never um, heard of Starbreeze. Starbreeze sounds like a, a My Little Pony. <laughs> it does a bit, actually. <laughs> Trust Lewis. <laughs> or, or like a kid's TV it, fairy. It does. It does a little bit. What's a, Okay, so what, what is this? Is this, a, is this a brand new thing or has this been coming for a little this while? Has become, they've been in development since 2011. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah. VR, what, the headset? Yeah, yeah. The big uh, thing on this is the massive field of view. They started out uh, in a similar way to Oculus with just normal lenses and um, normal resolution screens. Back then it was just 768 resolution screens. They they were poor. Um and they've iterated up to uh, this crazy 210 degree field of view, which is m- almost double what you get on an uh, Oculus Rift or HTC Vive. I'm pretty sure that's more more than I can turn my head. Your your actual <laughs> field of view, I think, is about 250, 260 degrees. It's sounds a so, lot more than it should be, but uh, yeah, you can. I'm a very I'm a very stiff man. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's a bit early in the evening for that, Lewis. The, um, <laughs> when we talk about field of view with VR headsets, what we're actually talking about is how much you can see when you turn your eyes. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. It, um, well, the first thing that people do when they put on a VR headset is go say, oh, it looks like I'm looking through a pair of binoculars because you have this um, blackness around the picture that you're seeing. 
Um, yeah. It's not like a screen floating in front of you, and you quickly forget that it's there. Um, I did I did that when I first went into the... I don't remember it so much with the Oculus, but that might just be my memory. But when I went into the Vive, when I came over to your place, mm. I certainly... I kind of went, oh, look, I've got it's like I've got goggles on. That's going to be weird, and I'm not going to like it. And then in about 30 seconds, I totally forgot that it was even there. Yeah, all of the problems just melt away when you start moving your head. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and the world just moves in exactly the way you expect it to. Yeah. Starbreeze are the company that made Payday 2. Okay. They're the developers. they're making a VR headset. Set. And now That's they're making leak. a VR headset. Now they're making hmm. this to um, go into Starcades. Uh, this is already a thing. Um, they have a Walking Dead experience. In, uh, there's places in, in America where you can go. Uh, you put on a backpack and you put on one of these headsets. Well, it's not one of these headsets, but... Um, similar to. Similar to this. And uh, you, they have these whole areas set up where the walls match up to the experience. I think I've seen videos of this. I didn't know this was actually already a thing. Yes, yeah, already a thing. Um, but... Uh, they're, they're going a bit more uh, high end on it because these uh, the screens that they're using in these as well they're really really high resolution screens this is very bleeding edge technology now so this is the kind of thing that, that is probably going to be way too expensive for you to get in, in your home this is going to be it sounds like it's going to be even more expensive they're than aiming, the Vive yeah they're aiming at the um, commercial market so there will be people that are going to have these I'm not um, <laughs> not this but, one so this is aiming for experiences so people will buy like a set of 20 of these or something and they will run a, a, a game experience like one of these kind of places yeah where it's like laser tag in vr exactly that i've got that written down laser tag in vr right okay what um weirds me out about this is that you're going to get people coming out of these things now they're going to be carrying around a computer on their back that's capable of make, uh, creating a 4k resolution display at 90 frames a second so that's heat on your back <laughs> in a yep. backpack that you have to carry around. That's heavy as well. Yeah, lots of sweaty-backed people. You're yeah. going to have a lot of sweaty people in these things, and it's going to be minging. Uh, it's already <laughs> sweaty enough in the Vive, and when I've put uh, taken the Vive off of certain people, I have to change the faceplate thing on it. Uh. <laughs> it's not pleasant. Stop inviting people round, then. <laughs> I mean, yeah. invite me round, but <laughs> other people. So this is, this is going to be one of those places like a bowling alley where you've got somebody whose express job is to spray that stuff Spray that visor. stuff in there, or just yeah. spray your face with it. <laughs> spray your face. I'm just going to sanitise your face. Okay, so it, this isn't something that's actually going to be necessarily competing, or certainly not at the moment, with the home VR setup well like all of these things it will it will end up filtering down some of the technology will then filter down because um the i think the big thing is not necessarily the resolution of the screens in this they they already exist in other places already and and they are available to the likes of htc and oculus yeah but the big thing in this is the lenses being able to um show a field of view that's 210 degrees is quite a big deal and they they say that they'll be able to track your eyes as well so you'll have something called foveated rendering where the computer will render the part of the screen that you are looking at at a higher resolution than the rest of it. So when you actually look in real life, um, there's You're only focusing. a very small area um, yeah. uh, that, you, that you focus on that you see in high resolution. Everything else around it is actually quite low resolution if you know in those terms. But that so they don't have to um, throw so much computing power at the at the rest of the screen. But yeah, it's quite exciting that, that people are coming up with these like oh I, I don't know it, laser quasar. It is laser tag in in VR. But it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing to, that that people are starting to do. It sounds like it's an expensive startup. Yeah, what's going to cost them the most money is um, is going to be the software that they're going to need to run it. You know, the experience is going to. Need a lot of money, you know, AAA title money spending yeah, yeah, on yeah. them to be that to good. To make the games themselves and, and also to clean up all the puke that people are going to have when stuff starts stuttering and going a bit wrong. Yeah, and the as lawsuits happened a couple as of well. Times, 
a couple of times in the VR headset, we had Emily in the uh, in the Vive, and the, the computer would crash. So what was happening on her screen at the time would just freeze. So it was like a screenshot image on the screen in front of her. Uh, but she'd still be moving around, and suddenly you see her swaying. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go, <The> world <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Close your eyes. Yeah. Oh, close your eyes. Close your eyes. And that's kind of the off button, isn't it? Really. All right. Look, we're going to move on from that. But um, it's interesting. I don't think it's going to make a huge impact. But if one of those opened up anywhere near me, I'd certainly want to go give it a go. But it sounds like one of those things where they charge about 150 quid for a 10 minute turn. Think it's a lot cheaper than that for the ones that are currently out there. I think it's is like it really? twenty dollars or something for an hour, or something like that. All right, okay. It's not unreasonable. We're going to move on to the second piece of news. Lewis, do you want to lead us into the second piece of news? Yeah. So this is kind of sad news for sad and unexpected news for fans of um, the Disney Infinity franchise. Yeah. Um, that they're pretty much going to scrap it. Yeah. Which is um, weird because this was their amiibo. Wasn't it? Uh, this was their Amiibo, their um, Skylander, their Lego Dimension. Um, and from what I can tell, it did well. It, I mean, it wasn't great. It had a lot of competition. But from a collecting standpoint and the franchises that it had, I mean, two of the biggest franchises in film in general, mm. it had a whole collection of characters available yeah so the marvel franchise yeah. and the star wars franchise yeah and they had what eight ten characters if not more for the star wars and hundreds for um under the marvel banner yeah and not to mention all the other disney stuff that it that it had in general yeah, anyway exactly and just general disney stuff they've basically said that they're they're not gonna be well they are gonna release two more packs which is to coincide with uh, Alice in Wonderland and wait, well, sorry, Through the Looking Glass and Finding Dory. But as well as that, they've also said that they're now no longer going to be self-publishing games. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna be farming them out to other people to to both yeah. to publish. It's a weird move. There's got to be a, there's got to be a reason for for it though. Well, they I mm. mean when they took over LucasArts, they canned a couple of in in progress games. One of them was. Was it 13 something or other? 1334 or 1354, something like that. Um, No, the the Star Wars game where you go like down underneath the ground into like. You were a bounty hunter, weren't you, or something like that? Yeah, I believe so. It had a lot of fairly good press, and, you know, a lot of people were getting quite excited about it because it was a Star Wars game that wasn't focusing on the Jedi or the main storyline and all the rest of it. And as soon as they took over LucasArts, one of the first things that they said was, yeah, that's gone. (laughs) Yeah, the the other one was Mm. that there was an RTS game um, in the Star Wars universe. It was 90% done. There's actually, there was leaks today of uh, in-game footage. Really? Yeah. Um, and and they canned that as well? They canned that. It looked amazing. Where you um, you had uh, um, your rebels, you formed up in a um, formation behind Luke Skywalker who would deflect all the incoming laser beams and stuff. And, and then he would just protect this group of um, rebels. Oh, yeah, it looked amazing. There's got to be something that we don't know about that's behind the scenes here. I'm sure if yeah. we dig a little bit deeper, we'll possibly find it out. But killing games in you know conception stages, that's one thing. I don't killing... think it's because they were losing money. I think it's because they weren't making well, a shit ton they, of money. Well, they made something around the release of Star Wars in, uh, this <clears throat> in cinemas. They made something in the region of $120 million hmm. uh, just on Star Wars games. 
Really? So that's for, like, your Disney Infinity, and then Battlefront... I don't know what it... Why must, kill it? it? must be the other... Well, it must be the other stuff that's in the periphery, because the other thing that you've got to bear in mind is, being a game publisher, this is something that people don't seem to understand, that you bring out a game, and you don't just have the responsibility for supplying and bringing out that game and all the rest of it. You've got the ongoing support... And the all the all the driver updates and bug fixes and all this other stuff that that comes with running a game like that mm-hmm. and something like Disney Infinity that is on multiple platforms and is constantly being updated and it's got new content and all the rest of it that must be a huge huge Why not huge farm undertaking. It out? Just give it to well, somebody that's else. exactly what they're doing. That's what they're doing. But obviously they're well, not with they Infinity. Don't want, well, they don't want to do that with their existing franchises. They mm. obviously want to want to just do that with stuff that's coming out. I don't that's understand new. why they can't just sell it as a going concern. You know, just. Well, that just, takes the licensing. Really, I don't I know. With Disney, this is a weird thing, but they they just seem to if it's not making ridiculous and I mean ridiculous amounts of money, they seem to class it as a failure. <laughs> mm. Just reading an article about it now, and it says um, this news came as a part of the entertainment giant's latest earnings statement. Um, it shows that. Disney is incurring a hundred and forty-seven million dollars, a hundred and forty-seven million dollar charge, essentially writing the line off and cutting its losses. Which is just, I, I don't get it. That's Which, ridiculous. That's mental. The the studio behind it loses; they'll lose around three hundred jobs. Oh, it's, and it's so bad. It, it just, yeah. There's so many good things coming out of Disney, and there is so much stuff that comes out of Disney, and they're just this giant megalith now of a corporation. Mm. It's really mind-boggling to try and understand the way that their financing must work. But it's it's certainly beyond the realms of my understanding. So there's, mm. there's clearly a good reason behind this somewhere along the yeah, line. Steve Jobs didn't die, he really took over Disney. But it, Well, it does smack to me of, of an accountant making knee-jerk mm. reactions to things, doesn't it? It, it doesn't yeah. look to me like a company that is passionate about the stuff that it's doing. It looks more like a numbers game, which might not be the case. Might not be the case, but it certainly looks like that from the outside in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it would have worked, and I doubt very much doubt Disney would have done it. But would I wonder if it would have made any difference had they made the Amigo, uh, Amigo, um, Amiibo? They'd gone down the same route as the Amiibo um, characters and made them limited edition, possibly. Because people really go for that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. And the thing is, is you take away that supply and it automatically creates this insane demand yeah. for That's it. A t- yeah. They're different markets though, aren't they? Because collectors tend to be um, more mature people. And, yes. And people yeah. that, that Disney were after were just kids. Well, the kids, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Possibly they, they shot in the wrong direction or, or, or whatever it was. I don't mm. know. Anyway, but look. the other thing is, is they've got. I, I can't. I don't even know how many. the The original release in 2013 had somewhere in the region of about 25 different, maybe 20 different um, figures. Yeah. The starter pack came with three from three different franchises. Yeah. And there were another five or six franchises with six characters per franchise i mean that's ridiculous there's a lot of content out there for this as well yeah and there uh, and i think that might be part of the problem is that they definitely they've spread themselves too thin i think that might be it actually Uh, and uh, possibly making them limited edition might have helped or or starting to end a couple of the packs or something like that but Mm. no they've thrown they've thrown all the babies out with all the bathwater and that's it it's dead now <laughs> but you know, there's got to be an end to something like this eventually. So I guess maybe yeah. this is it. It just comes in the in the. It's a bit of a surprise. I think that was it for me. It was a bit of a surprise. It definitely surprises me that I mean, after only three years, but similarly, it's had three different iterations mm. of it in that 
three, four problem, years. I think one of the issues that they've got, and I'm going to move on from this in just a moment, but I think one of the issues that they've got is this. Disney made and has made packets and packets of money. When they bring out a great big new thing, a new movie, new, new whatever it is, they typically bring out a game or a series of games on different platforms and consoles and stuff like that. Now, what this did was kind of give them an out where they didn't actually have to bring out a, an exclusive game for, for whatever that no. was, like Inside Out, for example. They just brought out a Disney Infinity pack. And from you know from a business point of view, they probably thought, actually, this is going to work really nicely. Um, and then I think probably they realized very quickly that if people haven't bought into Disney Infinity already, they're less likely to go out and get the pack for the for this TV program that they or to this mo- new movie that kids really like, and yeah. instead they're just not going to buy anything, <laughs> mm, and that no. might be why. That might be what it is. Look, we're going to move we're going to move away from this now. I'm going to move on to another uh, news article. Lewis, do you want to take the next piece of news? So, if this is what I hope it is, this is pretty big news. Yeah. So, um, the the dev team behind um, the game Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Oh, so good. It's one of my favourite FPSs of all time. I'm out. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the team, People Can Fly, um, have started working on a AAA shooter. Yeah, which they're being very, very careful. Although the press release says they're the people behind Bulletstorm, they're being very careful not to actually mention Bulletstorm. We can speculate, and obviously we're never going to know until uh, People Can Fly actually come out and say, this is what yes, we are working on a sequel to Bulletstorm. But I would be really fucking happy if you did release a sequel to Bullet- well, Bulletstorm. The great thing about this Because it was is, fucking amazing. Well, my first, at first blush when I saw this, my immediate reaction was, well, then there's no way they're going to be able to do this because People Can Fly was, uh, was a, a development studio that was attached to Epic Games. Is that right? Uh, they were original. Well, no, they weren't originally. Then they kind of came under the, the fold of um, Epic Games. And yeah. then they've kind of... They've then moved away from yeah. So they got they got their independence back from Epic Games, but they took with them yeah they took yeah I was going to say IP they managed to keep hold of Bulletstorm yeah which so. which says to me that they obviously fought for that during the split yeah so they have some intention at some point of doing something they with it do that for no reason no 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 and the thing is this is probably the biggest thing that I mean I could be wrong stop me stop me even wrong but this I think this is possibly the biggest thing that they. Um, have done Bulletstorm and it was amazing it's one of those games that very quickly gained kind of cult status and it's also slightly Marmite because I heard a lot of people saying that they really didn't like it I thought it was astoundingly good I thought it was brilliant the 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 mechanics were excellent it was what I always wanted a Gears of War game to be it was Duke Nukem 3D for the new generation yeah that that was because the main character yeah the main character was just Duke Nukem but but cool and had a leash and had a leash this one passed me by I'm afraid uh, you're going to have to go back and play it. It's so difficult to explain, but essentially it is just a snarky, over-the-top space pirate first-person shooter where the main mechanic really is incredible speed. You just move through this game very, very quickly. Um, coupled with kind of slide attacks and this leash, this kind of electric leash that you've got attached to your arm that you kind of leash people and throw them up into the air and then it goes into slow motion and you blow all the limbs off. And these these are all a... words that make me want to play it, but <laughs> I, um, during the planning of this, yes, we do plan, um, I, I did look at a video for Bulletstorm and I, I it didn't appeal to me. I, oh. Sorry. I'm well, really sorry. The, it is one of those games that did do that to a lot of people, though, but I, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. The other thing that's right at the bottom of the article says it's also actively contributing to Unreal Engine 4 and Epic's upcoming game, Fortnite. 
And so the Unreal Engine is being used to develop this entirely new unannounced game. So that means they're dipping into the Unreal Engine, which is a bit of a sad point for me. <laughs> because, because You're out. Unreal, yeah, Unreal Engine <laughs> games basically rule me out on this PC, which is a real shame. Could be quite good. Could could kind of flutter into nothingness <laughs> unless they come out with a new Bulletstorm game and it's just as good as the original. I, Lee, I think you should go and play Bulletstorm. Yeah, I agree. Which is, which is otherwise you're dead game. to me. Yeah, do, you, no, no, right. I'll do that. I'll do Essentially that. lost to me just, entirely. Just a quick non-threat would have been all right. Sufficient. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> oh, sorry. I thought I'd go straight for the. Gun. I think they call them requests, don't they? Or? Oh, yeah. That should probably should have been oh, more really? yeah. to begin with. <laughs> well, I'll, I mean, I'll start at threats and work my yeah, way back. Go back. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, start at like episode three. With, it's like starting. I'll at start three. at three and yeah. work back to the first one. Right. Moving very, 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 very quickly into the last little piece of news that we've got here. Um, this is uh, kind of non-news for me. It might be interesting to Lee. You haven't got a PlayStation 4, have you, Lewis? No. Okay, so this little piece of news is there is an upcoming, and I didn't know that this was a thing, there is an upcoming 4K PlayStation 4. Yes. So it's just a PlayStation 4, but it's it's got 4K. have no idea how that's going to work with existing games, but it's, there you go. Well, it's not going to... Well, it's going to work with the existing games, but the the interesting part about it is how is it going to work with games that are released for it on PlayStation 4s? No idea. I know, and I think this is another example of making things really, really difficult for developers. Yeah, it's... Sony... It, well, what they're basically doing is um, all games from, I think, September it's going to be... Because the this is being released before uh, the Morpheus, uh, the PlayStation VR headset is coming out. It, yeah, it's which I be think something. is a large part of it. Yes, that's, it's one of the big reasons and driving things behind it. Um, so that's uh, PlayStation VR is coming out October. So they're saying that this should. Well, they haven't announced this yet, but everybody that knows about these things is saying it will be released before that. So we're talking about September time. When games come out in September, they're going to have to have a Neo mode. Um, Neo really? being another reference to virtual reality. But Neo mode will be um, upgraded graphics, um, smoother gameplay, better resolution um, for people with 4K screens and things like this. But those games will have to be still be able to be played on PlayStation 4s. Yeah. And in order to play the old games, will they just work? Yes. I would imagine so, yeah. So this is... So they're shooting for the 4K TV crowd, because I would imagine that's a bigger crowd at the moment yeah, than, also, the, than the VR crowd. The VR crowd and the 4K TV crowd. And I'm, But this essentially says to me that they know that the PlayStation 4 isn't really man enough to deal with PlayStation VR in the way that they that want it to. Everything that comes out on VR will also work on the... F- PlayStation 4 and the 4.5. This, this sounds like dangerous territory to yeah, me. Yeah, because I'm, this confuses me. They've got a lot of people out there already that have already got PlayStation 4s. I bought a PlayStation 4 last Christmas specifically. I, I looked at the um, PlayStation 4 and Xbox and I thought, well, the Xbox is not having a VR headset. I'll go PlayStation 4. I, that was the overriding reason I got PlayStation 4. I'm slightly pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know people that went out and bought an Xbox 360. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The, uh, what was it, Elite Edition when it first came out? Mm-hmm. And all that had in it was a bigger hard drive and it was black. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> And people still traded in their Xbox 360 to buy this thing. So... There will be people that go out and get it, but if they're betting the farm on people actually getting this in order to be able to play games, they're creating themselves this whole split um, ecosystem where they've got some people on the old style and some people on the new style. It's almost like a new, an entirely new console, a, a new thing. And it's, I think it's going to confuse developers, and I think it's going to cause them... It's going to annoy problems. developers, because they're not yeah. going to get any extra money, are they? And it's potentially going to annoy people at home as well. And uh, is there any news on uh, how much it's actually likely to be? $399 is the indication. And how much is a PlayStation 4 at the moment? You can get a PlayStation 4 with Doom 4 and... Uh, sorry, Doom and Uncharted 4 for just over 300 which is a really good fucking deal. I think you can get a PlayStation 4 for quite a lot less than that now as well. Yeah, well, without the bundled games, I would imagine mm. you could probably uh, do that. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a special offer that Game were doing just recently, yeah, yeah. so... Okay, well, look, we're going to have to... This, we were, again, we're only going to be speculating on this. We're going to keep an eye on it and see what's going on, but I think this is dangerous territory for Sony. I think this smacks to me of, of another Sega a bit of a poorly timed split that could cause them an awful lot of problems. So, I don't know. I don't know. But um, they've obviously thought about it. Well, they, well they're not stupid, aren't they? They must have... Um, there must be a, a big reason that they're doing this that we just haven't seen yet. And I Well, think they obviously think there's an awful lot more life left in the PlayStation 4 world, in in, in this development kit. I think what they basically wanted was a new PlayStation, but they couldn't it's kill off the soon, PlayStation 4 yet. They obviously think there's a lot more life in the SDK, there's a lot more life in the way that people are gr- creating games for it, but they've acknowledged that new technologies like 4K TVs and VR need way more grunt than they've currently got in the PlayStation 4, which is weird because it's got a lot of grunt in it. Mm. Watch this space. Next time we're going to have modular PS4 that run Windows. What do we call those? PCs. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because they've already got x86 processors. Mm. Okay, kids, that is enough news. Far too much news. I'm cutting it off. I'm, cu- I'm, I'm calling time on that. We will be back very shortly with, with a little bit of topic. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octorox Tech Tech's levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go, Link. Yeah, get some. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separate. Right, we're back. We haven't done this in a little while. Um, and I think it's something that we've all kind of wanted to get back to. Um, now that we're trying to shift shift ourselves back into some kind of format, a semblance of a format, a little bit less than rambling on like we normally do. Normally in our podcasts, at the end, we'll have a game or a little topic or a discussion point or something like that. That's what we're going to do now. So we put out a question to our community, which, now if I'm being honest, I didn't really expect to have much of a response uh, to this. So No, I thought it was just going to be us yeah, talking yeah, for I was just waffling on about 25 yeah, exactly, minutes, which is kind of what we normally do anyway. Um, so mm. we put a question out to the community, which was uh, basically, what is the most... Well, what, what was the, the actual verbatim question that we put out before I just read out something completely wrong? So what are the most toxic gaming communities you've encountered? So this is a bit of a weird thing. I, now, I'm going to just quickly jump in with a slight caveat on this, because the responses that we got were not the kind of responses that I expected, which is absolutely fine, but... 
I see gaming communities as you know, two different things for me. There is the experience that you get while you're playing the game. Which mm. is your immediate your immediate interaction with other people that are playing the game. Now that doesn't really reflect necessarily the gaming community. That is sometimes just reflecting the couple of people that you've ended up playing against or with or whatever it is. Gaming communities I've always kind of likened to really getting balls deep in a game, you know, and getting yeah. into the forums mm. and getting into um, talking to other people about it or trying to I don't know beta test it and kind of really really get involved in the entire thing. Now I think possibly that's because I'm a PC gamer and that's because that's the kind of way that I've always got myself really deep into a game. I've always and you grew up in forums. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of grew up in that. that they they taught me how to read, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Now, forums, internet forums in general, or the the internet in general is a very toxic environment. Internet forums in general are terrible, terrible, terrible places. And I, I used to spend an, an awful lot of time in them. And internet forums are really odd. If, you, if you're not somebody that's ever really spent an awful lot of time in them, they go through these weird waves. And it's usually probably two times a year where you'll suddenly get this weird coalescence of clicks. <laughs> all, <laughs> all gathering together until you've got two major clicks that then end up hugely butting heads on the forums over some issue or, or complaint or another. And then there'll be a mass exodus of one side or the other. <laughs> and then the forums reset themselves and then it carries on for a few more months and it happens again. It's a circle of life. It's kind of, it's kind of universal to almost all forums that I've ever been on. It's a really, really weird thing, but it kind of always happens. Now, the majority of the responses that we got back from this question were actually kind of responses to the immediate kind of feel that they get from the ga- other gamers that people are playing games with. So the kind of live interactions that they're having um, yeah. playing these games. Now, I might be wrong, and it might be my interpretation of what a gaming community means, but that, that kind of isn't necessarily a, ref- a true reflection of the community. It could just be a reflection of the people that you're playing against. However, <laughs> there are a few notable exceptions to this, because... There are certain games that so many people have mentioned in this that it seems to me that almost the entire community that surrounds them that is actively playing the game is just a great big pile of steaming dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the image. Let's not be entirely unfair. It has been noted a couple of times that that big bag of steaming dicks then turned into a bag of candy floss. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and that has happened, and I think that that is something that happens when people look. look let's let's run through all these all these tweets and stuff, and we'll possibly draw a couple of conclusions after we get to the end of it. But we've mm. just got so many that that rather than us yapping about this all the time, I think it's probably fair to to come in and actually see what the guys have said. So I'm just going to start at the bottom, and this is a really easy one to talk about. But uh, so Jimmy Hinton, who's at uh, Jimmy with an I Hinton on Twitter, has immediately come in with straight out of the gates. The Xbox Live community. Now, yeah, I, I agree have, with that. <laughs> I have said for absolutely years that Xbox Live is is a cesspit of assholes and eight year olds. <laughs> it really is. It's a rancid pool of yeah. And this is the perfect example of what happens when you give absolute dick bags anonymity across voice chats. I mean, the the kind of key the key thing with the Xbox Live community is that the dick bags have then spawned their own community. So there's, uh, I think there's a, a, a blog called Sent You a Message where people take screenshots and send screenshots of abusive messages that they've received. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. It's just... It's a- like a meta yeah. community. 
and I I find it very very difficult to defend the Xbox Live community. But but this and this is mostly because and this I think this is possibly going to be a trend going through the majority of this conversation. But you tend to find that the people who are the dicks shout the loudest. Hmm. I'm yeah. the perfect example of this. <laughs> <laughs> Case in but, point. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but, but what actually happens is you'll probably find that 70 plus percent of the community are absolutely fine. Hmm. But they voice that pleasant as- attitude by saying nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> so the best you can hope for on Xbox Live and actually a lot of these other places is that the people that you're playing with actually just don't speak. So what you end up with, with the small quantity of people that do speak, end up being utter knobs mm. um, and then that ends up feeling like it's a hundred percent reflection of everybody that's on the on the entire platform which isn't actually the case there's science yeah. to back this up as well isn't there is there really just, sorry just quickly before we move on to the science or pseudoscience science. um i i have never actually had an abusive message or uh, an abusive voice message or any kind of abuse Whatever. On Xbox Live. Oh, right. I've been using it for seven, eight years. Never had one abusive message. It's not that... Co- I mean, I have. <laughs> but then I kind of... <laughs> I bring out that side of people. The, um, <laughs> the, the problem that I have is just kind of the ongoing... The way that people talk in the games. And, and voice chat mm. ar- arguably is to be used to, to kind of enjoy the game with other people. But mm. also to for tactical reasons to tell people like what's going on where people are what's you know to help your team in in a lot of respects yeah where actually what the majority of people seem to use it for is to call me a jew (laughs) 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 which is or worse which is was no that seems to be i don't know whether it's changed since i stopped playing on xbox but that seemed to be the kind of go-to insult and i wasn't really sure whether i was that insulted by it (laughs) i was just kind of like oh okay um But it was it was really weird. I think my, for my for me the biggest problem, the biggest problem with Xbox Live is the the complete lack of parental guidance that seems to be present in eighty mm. certificate games. And mm. my my biggest issue is that kids will get hold of Call of Duty, and this is inv- invariably happens, and they will just spend their entire time being utter knobs because they know they're completely anonymous. And I fail to believe that parents can't hear or don't know that their or kids. Care. Are- yeah, that their kids are A, playing this game that they really shouldn't be playing, and B, behaving in this way. And it's the behaviour that would be a problem for me more than the more than necessarily the fact that they're playing a game that could traumatise them for life. And actually, you know, in, in a lot of respects, I wish they would be traumatised for life. The- <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on because we could probably talk about Xbox Live all night. Um, Lewis, what, what's the next community uh, response we've had? Uh, so the next one is uh, Dave or odders in it um hi dave he, yeah we're we doing shout outs hi dave <laughs> um he has been on but he it never got released yeah, he was great oh yeah he was on one of the he was very good it was was that one of the dead podcasts yeah was. we should just assume that all of them were dead have <laughs> <laughs> we ever actually released a podcast okay what was his comment yeah he he said on the outside it's the fighting game community but from the inside it's one of the best um now I can kind of uh, I kind of agree with him from on that because having seen competitive fighters and spoken to competitive fighters prior to my albeit loose Im- involvement in these kinds of events um I thought it was a lot of you know get good I'm yeah kind of stop I am complaining about the game you just need to get better now. at it yeah stop being yeah. a one hit wonder stop right, button okay. bashing that kind of jazz um, but actually, 
talking to some of these guys a lot of them that i've spoken to on twitter and in real life actually are the most supportive and helpful guys that you'll ever meet because they want everyone to enjoy the their their thing i mean there's going to be exceptions to the rule but yeah yeah that they want you to enjoy it as much as they enjoy it so they they want you to be included exactly I got a theory on this, and I think it's just um, how big and popular a game gets. And the more people you get, the, the bigger the saturation of dickwads. And well, it's not just that as well, because dickwads want to be dick. There are some, some men just want to watch the world burn, mm. yeah. right? And so what you end up with is that these people that simply they don't they don't want to gain anything out of it, other than the fact that they know they're irritating somebody. They're trolls. A and smug sense of satisfaction. Yeah, oh, let they, me do the science. Please let me so do the science. You could do this in a bit. Anyway, so <laughs> the problem that you've got with trolls is two things. One, it, what they say is irrelevant, because they don't, in large part, actually mean it. What they're after is a response. What they're after is to annoy you. Um, the second thing about them is they want a platform. So they're going to do this in the most visual place that they possibly can. Normally, that is the front page of a website, like the comments section. So if an update gets posted by one of these games, they will voice their vitriol on that comment section. Yeah. Then from anybody looking in, from anybody who isn't involved in the community, the first thing that they see is this comment section of this new post that's got a great new update or something on it, with a bunch of people just being rampant dickbags. Hmm. But actually, if you it's go just more visible. than that, yeah, the, these are the visual idiots. But then when you go a little bit deeper than that, they can't be bothered because they're not going to get as much of it, as much exposure by going deeper. That doesn't work on something like Reddit, though, because if you um, if you get something that's toxic on Reddit, it just gets downvoted and then goes into oblivion. You don't see it. Yeah, exactly. But you don't get a lot of that because a lot of gaming communities, a lot of developers and stuff like that, they don't really understand forums. And they don't really understand community management. Yes, because they every time they go on them, they get Exactly, burned. and there are a couple of companies that have been very good at this for a really long time. Activision is one of them, who has kind of really been up on, on managing the community, and they understand that, that if you're going to provide something like a forum, you have to make sure that it's maintained properly. Mm. Whereas other people will just throw a forum out there, very much like we did, <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just kind of expect it to manage itself, which just doesn't happen. That's like throwing meat to the Wolverines. It's just, there's no way that's going to end well. So um, I think there's an, ex- there's an aspect of that where people look at, from the outside, they look at the kind of surface of this community and think, actually, that's a, bag, that's a horrible, horrible place to be. Actually, when you get a little bit deeper into it, it's probably not so bad. But you wouldn't know that unless you really got balls deep into it. It's yeah. really difficult, mm. isn't it? Um, okay, so the next, uh, the next comment. Lee, if you could take the next one. Uh, it's from Glenn Blair uh, at Lenny UK, uh, Lenny. old friend of ours. Yes. Uh, he says, depends on the platform of toxicity, e.g. Xbox Live yep. and Reddit. Ding! We should have a little noise every time somebody mentions Xbox Live. Yeah. Actually, there's a second, there's an actual game that's probably going to get mentioned quite a lot as well. I'll probably get a ding for that one too. Yeah. Um, it does, and he's absolutely right, because this, this is what we've just been saying. It depends on the platform, and it depends on the way that the platform's curated, which is a huge part of yeah. it. Um, it depends on the people that are actually running it. The, one of the reasons that Reddit is so successful at this is because it's A, designed for this from the ground up, and B, it's curated by people who are actually interested in it. So all the subreddits and everything are curated by, usually, by people who are really interested in the subject and have got a, a, an investment in making sure that the community keeps running nicely and doesn't just let everybody flame each other until everybody dies horribly and fucks off somewhere else. He, um, we're, we're forgetting again the difference between in-game and, uh, and yeah, forum-based. And, and I think this is a really big distinction. This, it's, it's a difficult one because, when you're re- again, when you're really in a community, 
it's the extra stuff. It's the stuff that's outside of the game that you're mm. involved in. I think that's what Lenny's, uh, um, sorry, Glenn's uh, saying. Is because Xbox Live, when you've been in an online game, and I had this the other night in um, Rocket League. Oh, yeah. I, I very often don't play by myself. Were you shouting at him again, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the strongest player in our team and of two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I, uh, Rich had to go off and I thought oh sod it I'm going to play by myself and the very first match that I came I just I, I got absolutely torn to pieces to shreds by this idiot um, and I had done nothing wrong and he, he absolutely laid into me and I was a bit shocked actually do you know what and this is really weird I'm going to move on with the comments again in a moment but this is a really weird thing this a lot of the time as well equates to I don't like to use the word bullying but I had exactly this same thing on Rocket League. I was playing in a ranked match uh, with another guy. Now, my score, because I'd done more saves or more goals or whatever than the, than the other guy that was on my doubles team, yeah, mm. was higher than his by, by a significant margin. But that wasn't stopping him from really aggressively chewing me out every time he perceived that I'd done something wrong. And invariably, it wasn't actually me. A couple of occasions, it was me. But a couple of occasions, it was him. And then he just completely blamed me. It's verbally making up for their own inadequacies. Mm. In the way that if they they shout loud first so that other people can hear that Mm. whatever just happened was your fault... Uh, Just justifying their existence. Yeah, yeah, it it makes... Then, in the hopes that the other people that might be listening, i.e. the other team, will agree (laughs) and go, yeah, it was that guy's fault and not yours. It's a really weird thing, but it's mm. like a. It's like the. I guess it's the hub of all bullying. Also. What's interesting as well is how um, games developers and um, curators are trying to deal with this, like League of Legends, for instance. And I noticed that there's a report button in um, Rocket League now, so yeah. you can a, a report abusive behaviour. I don't know what that does. The real shame of all of this is that it ends up in extreme neutering of communication. In games, yeah, mm. where you get things like Hearthstone, or you end up going the way in Nintendo, for instance, yeah, where yeah. you can only talk in a lobby, you can't yes. actually talk in game, or Hearthstone, where you can't actually talk to the other players at all unless yeah. they're on your friends list. The only way to talk in Hearthstone is it by a, a list of preset, you know, preset comments that you can say like oh you've done good or oh you've done bad or whatever and absolutely none of them say you're a raging cunt and I hope you fall off a cliff which I think is quite disappointing actually <laughs> yeah, I was really upset game. when you said that to me the other night in <laughs> <laughs> there's no quick key for it though um, right, so the next the next, uh, the next comment we've had uh, on Twitter again from Black, uh, Brett Claxton um, is the first mention of FIFA the first mention of Dark Souls ping ping <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and modern day Nintendo fanboys ping. are all fairly terrible <laughs> now I've got no experience of Nintendo fanboys I can fully imagine that Dark Souls the Dark Souls community is full of a bunch of assholes mostly because that game makes me feel inferior in every way so why wouldn't the community if you look at a follow up comment uh, or a reply to Brett <laughs> Smelly Furtado or, or Comrade the Bear yep. um, says that the Dark Souls community on Twitter has been great for me personally but on other forums it looks like get good hell yeah, ping, ding. No, another get good. <laughs> if people don't know, if people don't know what the get good thing is all about, it's just basically if there's a game that's so balls to the wall hard that people are going, oh, can, you know, can you help me out? I'm, I'm struggling here, or, or you know, is this a bug or, or whatever it is? People's immediate reaction, regardless of the query, is you're shit at this game. You need <laughs> yeah. to get better, which get isn't good. a proper answer. Scrub. Yeah, get good scrub. Okay, we've got a cluster. We've got, got another cluster from Lenny as well. I'll just quickly run into this. In terms of getting abusive messages, Call of Duty on Xbox Live is always terrible. 
Can we have the noise, please? Ping. Thank you. <laughs> and Reddit is a toss-up between Destiny and The Division. Both can get very toxic at times, but although probably See, share a fan base. But that's Reddit because Destiny, you only have voice chat. Yes. And The Division, you only have voice chat. So you don't really... Get messages never, and stuff, I mean, I've, yeah. I've never got um, abuse on either. You, normally because I mute everyone. <laughs> well, this is the problem. And this is what it leads towards. That's what, that's what I do when I play on Xbox Live. I, I would always mute everyone. And the, the mm. frustration as well is, if I would never let my kids play online ever on Xbox Live, regardless of the game, because you have absolutely no idea what kind of reaction they're going to get. It's just, it's not going to happen. Now, my kids do play online games, and they do play it on the PC, and I keep very close tabs on what's going on, but never with mm. voice chat. Ever, 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 ever. No, um, not at all. Yeah, and it's, it's to the point where it puts me off as well. Oh, it's just mm. mental. But the, the, the nice... The, the, the major thing, the major difference between the, the the reactions that you get from people in game and the reactions that you get from people in the community when you're on like Reddit or something like that is that Reddit or extra community conversation is entirely optional. Yeah, you don't have to be involved in it, and if stuff gets too no. bad, you just you just duck out, which is frustrating because you might really love the game and you might really want to be involved in the community, but if it's really that bad, you just you just duck out. You say right, this is it. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. They fight their corner, and that's when things really get bad. But the, uh, the the one that you can't escape, really, is if you really want to have voice comms when you're playing on games like this, which stuff like The Division, you can't really get away from. You know, it's no. designed for people to talk to each other. If people are being rampant dicks in that, you can't... <laughs> it's it's just going to ruin your mm. game experience, which you is can, worse. You can report them on Xbox Live. Oh, when's that ever done anything? Yeah, which I'm pretty sure never does anything. No. That's about as much as you're able to do. Can you imagine how many millions of reports that they have to deal with? I think they probably get day. three, because everybody universally acknowledges it doesn't do yeah. anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just... I, there needs to be more tools to be able to ignore people, and also kind of go, right, I don't want to play again with this guy, and I also don't want to play again with this guy, or anybody that knows him. Mm. <laughs> or anybody yeah. that's on his friends list. That's kind of the thing, like... I don't like this guy, and therefore there's a good chance I'm not going to like anybody who's on his friends list, so I don't want to play with you them You can either. actually do that on Xbox. If you go a bit deeper into the um, the settings, you can rate that person before you report them, so you're never then paired with them again. Yes. Yeah. You'll never no, be lobbied you, with the, those that, people. But you can't do it to their friends. This is kind of what I... I, I it's yeah. like, I don't... By association, I'm assuming that people who are on their friends list are also assholes. Well, no. I, mean, I know you. <laughs> You'd never play with anyone again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Lee, who what, who's given us the next comment? Uh, Chris Cook, whose handle in Twitter I'm not going to say. XIX Blue Wolf XIX. Thank you. Okay. Uh, previous to Dark Souls Three, I would have said the Dark Souls community. No ding. Come on. Ding. ding. Sorry, sorry. When a common reply is "get good," it's never ding. a positive. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> and he follows up with, "I will say that after the launch of Three, however, there does actually seem to be a more open feel to the community as more." play which is really weird which this is echoes the f- what was said earlier yeah but this is the this is the first example of a kind of community turnaround mm. and whether somebody's acknowledged it and tried to curate it more and, and be better with it i think it's a natural progression of a community though isn't it because yeah yeah i think so where it's policing People will itself actually, yeah they'll police it and then ostracize the ones that are idiots or the the idiots will learn that was a good word hope. is I it didn't, i, I mean, didn't know you could use ostriches in that way sorry carry on <laughs> <laughs> Is it possibly a, a case of... I mean, when did the first Dark Souls game come out? Oh. Is it that the first... All the people, all the get-gooders are now all grown up? Possibly. And have yeah. been through the pain themselves, you would hope. They've been 
through the baptism of fire and they've come through the other side and <laughs> yeah. now they want to help other people yeah, get good. Which is entirely possible. I mean, I like, think they should be branded. A community get good. <laughs> a, a, com- a community goes um, one of two ways, in my experience. When people when people mature into the community or the community gets has been going on for longer and longer and longer, either you get that kind of response where people who have been playing it for a long time really want to help people and get other people involved mm. in the community, or it becomes extremely elitist mm. and and it goes in totally the opposite direction where they just shun anybody who knew who tries to come into it. And Android it, and Linux neck neckbeards. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> that is that is the worst community yeah. that I've ever ever exactly that it was one of the weirdest thing when i was involved in android heavily and i was having to d- dip my wick into uh, into linux way more than i would n- ordinarily want to do yeah. it, it's it's a weird weird dichotomy of people <laughs> and trying to talk to a lot of them is kind of like they're really not aggressive aggressive isn't the right word but they know a lot and they don't want you to know <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like they're hoarding information and they're making very very sure that this this Mine. This Mine? nugget, this nugget of stuff that they spent hours and hours and hours working out for themselves in terminal or whatever, they earned that. Therefore, why should you be given it freely? <laughs> That's kind of what it is. Mm, I'm sure there are nice Linux people out there. Knowledge is power, and everyone is a lot more powerful if the knowledge is shared. Yeah, well, knowledge is power, and everyone's a lot more powerful than me. I think that's a takeaway from that. Communist. <laughs> Lewis, do you want to go ahead and say the next piece of community feedback? Okay, uh, this one's from... Dave Passmore uh, at underscore Dave P underscore. Can I just point out that most of these are people that follow me? <laughs> In fact, all, all of right. these. Are oh, there's no need to get big headed about God. it. Good grief. Um, anyway, uh, Dave said, I don't visit many, visit many communities, but I used to frequent Battle Log, which I believe is the community for Battlefield. Yeah. Um, for BF3 and 4, and there are some right a-holes in it <laughs> well thank you for being polite about the arseholes i think yeah <laughs> the thing is i think it's fine not to be polite about the a-holes yeah <laughs> if they've managed if they've managed to present themselves like that then they deserve everything that they get fair game i've actually heard yeah. that the battlefield communities aren't that bad now whether that's changed whether that's a maturity thing or not i don't know yeah see when i i was playing battlefield bad company 2 and i played a little bit of battlefield 3 some of the people even some of the people that i played with were assholes <laughs> were they friends though <laughs> were they on your friends list uh yeah they're still assholes <laughs> oh good grief and i'd still call them assholes now uh so the next piece of feedback we've had from mikey mcmikeface who's uh, at savaging dolphin on twitter um he says dark souls ding and the cod oh that's gotta be ding, ding. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, actually we haven't no, had no, no. much cod uh hang on look Read this properly. The cod hater. Yeah, the cod hater community, which is a bit weird. So, so these are this p- is the L's in the room. <laughs> well, I, but L is actually room. very good about games that she doesn't like. She doesn't hate on them. She just doesn't like them um, <laughs> intensely. But uh, so this is the, this is people that basically hate cod and are very vocal about the fact that they hate cod. A lot actually, there was a big. <laughs> battle between cod and battlefield i and i had this among people that i know that play online who would quite happily have heated arguments about which was better cod or battlefield i think we've seen something um, amazing in recent weeks or days actually is um something that's come from the cod community and the battlefield community is the the most downvoted trailer in youtube history was the new Call of Duty Infinity. Really? Yes, this is a this is a thing. It's the it's it's had like something like 
two million downvotes or something. It's really? Absolutely, yeah, it's ridiculous. Has this just recently overtaken the um, the Ghostbusters remake yes. trailer? Yes, it is. What, in, in most downvotes ever? Yep. Yeah. Wow. So breaking breaking news: people that hate COD are now greater than people that hate women. <laughs> <laughs> As a backlash to this, Battlefield uh, One is it being called the new one yeah. that's being released in October? I think it is. Yep. Uh, the World War One one is um, the most upvoted really trailer in youtube history really yep to be fair the trailer was was better yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, there's a bit of a sway at the moment with the whole cod cod battlefield thing i mean i'm not i'm not going to jump on either side of the fence because i actually quite like both games and i've got no problem but um yeah it's it's a bit of a weird thing to see people and i'm pretty sure that if you really took the time to delve into it you'd probably see people who a few years ago were very very vocal for cod and now probably being very very vocal against it so mm. Mm, yeah but yeah, those timelines exist out there somewhere we can find you <laughs> right who's who's <laughs> up next lee is it, is it you next uh yes smidgy rich uh smidgy 87 uh says the uncharted community which is and he, also goes on. This is a this is a reply to. I was probably of the opinion that Rich was about to voice, <laughs> right? Uh, that I had no idea what he was talking about. So yeah, go on. He says, uh, whenever you criticise any aspect of the game, full stop. See the petition to get a review remo- removed from Metacritic as a recent example, uh, or the comments under at videogamercom review slash video. So is this is this the community? that surrounds Uncharted, that is viciously trying to defend the game that they love by Mm. attacking people who don't like it that much. Yes. Yeah. And this is in no way sponsored by Naughty Dog or whoever it is that's making Uncharted nowadays. No, I've seen some of the replies to... Because I know a couple of the guys that work at videogamer.com and I've seen some of the replies to the reviews and to the... Like, they love bad feedback. Right. They (laughs) they thrive on trolls. (laughs) Um, they do a series of videos just based on on stupid and shit replies that they get to their videos. Well, it's a bit like the um, uh, that Call of Duty um, YouTube video. Do you re- mm. do you really think that the developer doesn't want that that kind of feedback? Well, yeah. I don't know if they want that much. No, I'm of course honest. they do. And imagine that pa- that publicity they get. No, no such thing as bad publicity. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've seen some of the replies, and and these people are just insane. Like um, a female—I forget her name—but a female reviewer uh, for another publication, I'm full of information, um, <laughs> was receiving death threats. Her integrity and her journalistic kind of prowess, yeah, were, were being called into question because she gave it an eight out of ten Good or a grief. seven out of ten review. Really. <laughs> That's probably compounded by the fact that she's a woman, which is yeah, which is an unfortunate thing because an awful lot of these people are uh, they've got an awful lot of issues. <laughs> there's, there's a lot yeah. of problems with a lot of these people. Yeah, well, this is actually something that this is the first time somebody's touched on on this because there was that other game that you mentioned on one of the other podcasts, Lewis, or was it? No, it was one of the games that um, L brought up that you said that you played that had a really weird community oh, around Oh, Undertale. It. Undertale. Um, mm. Where they're really... I wasn't going to bring them up. Oh, really? Yeah, they're where, all where, where the community really... Oh, where yeah. The community is toxic in a, in the opposite direction. This <laughs> is they're really um, positively toxic. Yeah, which is they're like very odd. a sugar overdose. This is the other internet um, uh, trope that we get, is the 
uh, perennial fanboy. Um, yes. We haven't really touched on this yet. Toxic- Pretty much every Nintendo fan. <laughs> is, is a rampant fanboy. Is that how it works? Yeah. If you're over the age of 20 and you you are a Nintendo fan, you are a fanboy. Oh. And that's not entirely true. By 20% of our listeners. <laughs> oh, 20%. You're, you're laughing. 5%. <laughs> um, yeah, we've pretty much alienated most of those dickheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, this is the first time that we've touched on fanboys, actually, which is, which is kind of... Well, not the first time, because I would imagine an awful lot of this is generated by fanboyism. Yeah. But, um, mm. yeah, this is definitely a thing, and people can be really aggressive. People can be really aggressive in both directions. If they really, really like something, they can be just as aggressive as if mm. they really, really don't like something. And I can't help but think sometimes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> just like it and enjoy it and show it to your mates and get them to like it and enjoy it. And don't be a zealot about it. Nobody likes a Bible basher. Yeah, no. nobody likes somebody who goes around trying to smack you in the head with this thing that they think is really amazing, Lee. That what? They, <laughs> <laughs> what people, right. Just what, for that, I'm going to come up with a VR um, uh, oh, example sorry. now. What There's, people? Um, what people want is to be shown, is to be guided to something that's really good, or told when something maybe isn't that good, and left to make their own decision. Mm. Kind of. <laughs> that's what I want. Maybe other people don't. Okay, um, my example is um, a Reddit thing where Palmer Lucky, the guy that basically brought us all VR in this um, generation, the what, the guy that founded Oculus, anything that isn't he, he said... Isn't he the youngish-looking smug prick? Yes. Yeah, he's a guy that looks yes. like Harry Potter. That's such a good uh, description, smug prick. Now, <laughs> 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 um, no, to be fair, he, he, uh, he without him, I wouldn't have VR now, so I have a lot to be grateful for. But anything that he used to say on Reddit in the Oculus subreddit would be upvoted. He would be given gold. Um, he would get thousands of upvotes just for farting. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we see this on like on Twitter, for instance, and you get people like Justin Bieber who get retweeted by. Because he tweeted, he tweets the word ham. <laughs> well, Palmer Lucky, and he gets retweeted a fifty million times. Palmer Lucky's now getting the other side of this because um, over the release of the Oculus Rift, it's gone so badly wrong. Anything he says on Twitter, uh, Twitter or uh, Reddit, just gets annihilated. <laughs> Everything he comes out with, it wow. just gets downvoted. Into Social media about face. Yeah, he, he can't post anything anywhere now because he just gets so much abuse. Good. Right, we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Smug prick. <laughs> Lewis is not looking up that subreddit. Right, um, drum roll, everybody, because we've got our first one coming from Facebook. Good grief. Thank you. Um, so we've had Nathan Connolly, who's one of my friends on Facebook, who's a long-time gamer, um, who has said, League of Legends. Ding. Thank you. Uh, the most toxic game I know of. There's not a game that goes by which does not involve one person being told to fuck off and die or some sort of bad mother joke. The names of accounts are either racist, defensive, or just weird, but in fairness, they do ban quite a lot of people for it, so things do get done about it. I think they're really trying, aren't they? Yeah, but the problem is it's a free game. (laughs) (laughs) So these idiots just cycle straight back into it. In a free game like that, where there's... If you've invested an awful lot of time in characters and and you've put money into it and stuff like that, yes, there is a risk. And if you get banned, then you could get, you know, all of that time and effort wasted. So there is an incentive there. But a lot of these people will probably just either not care because they're using their daddy's credit card, Mm. or they um, haven't invested that much time on that account, or they've got multiple accounts for this purpose exclusively. And they just go through being utter knobs to everybody in the game. This is, there's quite a lot, there's, there's actually a fair few responses to that particular comment on Facebook, who are basically all going, yep. 
<laughs> yep, League of Legends is an absolute no man. That's an I, old old trope, though, that the League of Legends is a, a such a toxic community. Is it still the case? Uh, well, I I haven't played it for a little while, but I know my brother who responded to that particular comment and Nathan himself play League of Legends, you know, a lot. Hmm. And I, he wouldn't have said it if it was something that had changed oh. <laughs> recently. That's a shame because so, it's a game I want to play, but I just won't go near it. Uh, there's a couple of reasons not to go near it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not the exclusive reason. It can't be all bad, really, can it? Uh, no, I mean, the game's pretty good. The problem is that it gives, it gives people who are... It's amazing how quickly a good, fun experience can be ruined by somebody being abusive Hmm. and a lot of the time what will have happened is you will have played the entire way through one of these games and then in the lobby after the game people are just horrible about it Hmm. and it's one of those things where you spend an amazing day at the seaside and you're having a fantastic time and you all have loads of fun and then you then you drop your ice cream (laughs) right that's the bit and then a seagull shits on it (laughs) yeah do you know what i mean (laughs) Um, that's that's the bit that you take away, which is a real shame, and I think that's kind of what happens an awful lot. Right, okay, next one. On the flip side of that, yep. uh, I found an article, because I just I was doing a bit of research, <gasps> da, da, da. and it last year, apparently, uh, Riot Games, yep. the developers behind League, they threw a pool party. Right. What, an for... actual pool party, like in real life? Uh, w- w- well, I can't really tell. <laughs> a virtual pool party. Did anyone get wet? Or... <laughs> but for what I can see, yeah, they threw a pool party. That would ruin your laptop. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. The League of Legends pool party seems like an interesting experiment in community building for the game. This week, June the 15th to the 21st, Riot is sponsoring a pool party-themed event in which players need to team up in order to earn points for the community. Right. No, it wasn't a real pool party. Okay, fine. I'm disappointed now. Shit. I fell for clickbait. <laughs> and how did that work? Did it get anywhere? Um, this was prior to the 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 event happening and there's no actual update on it. That's probably because everybody killed each other. <laughs> it was so, it was so <laughs> badly toxic tribal. that they had to drain the pool. <laughs> but it, it does say on here that they've, they've spent the last... They've spent about six years at war with a, their own player base. Yeah, yeah. Trying to find penalties and rewards that might encourage more sportsmanlike behaviour. Which, which is interesting to see that a, a developer of a game is taking steps to try and improve the experience for everyone. Because not not all all dev teams would do that. No, no. It, it, it's a big cash cow for them, so they've got to be careful with it a lot. Because if they're, they're treading a, a fine line, now, aren't they? Because they've got they can't upset their current user base, but they want to get more people involved. But they in want it. to invite, yeah, they want yeah, to involve yeah. more people. So they they've got to please both parties. I mean, at the, same the general time. consensus before I even played LOL, I knew that there was this problem with it. So it, it filtered down to me. I was aware that this was something that was going on. So I would imagine there's an awful lot of other people that are very very similar. And um, it would put you off. And because it, they've obviously gone to great lengths to make it an accessible game, because it's free and all the rest of it. And um, so having this looming over them is probably something they really don't like. So yeah, yeah. I seem to remember Dota Two being a fairly toxic environment. To be honest, mobas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. That, I think that's 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 pretty much it. Um, right. So look, we've got one more one. Um, so I, I'm just going to fire this one quickly. This is from Craig Clark, long-time listener, long-time lover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clark, he's uh, cclarky85 on Twitter. Um, he he is listed off basically COD, Battlefield, Counter-Strike, pretty much any team FPS. Um, ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Um, where's the first mention of Counter-Strike, though? Yeah, I don't agree with that one. I've played Counter-Strike for a 
um, a long time. I haven't played it for a while. There's a but... lot of elitism now in Counter Strike, so certainly yeah. CS:GO. Um, but it, it was never. I, I never found it as bad. Do you know what? I've never found COD that bad either. And I, I pretty much played COD. I played COD a lot on Xbox, and then I played it on PC. And you do get it sometimes, but mostly yeah. people voice their distaste for your behaviour by being much better than you <laughs> and <laughs> killing you. Well, I, um, I used to play Counter-Strike a lot, and I was quite good, so that might be why I never saw it. Oh, really? There we go. Um, and then, apparently, Katie Stubbs, who is uh, Katie, that's K-A-T-I-E-E-E-120 on Twitter, has sent us her life story. <laughs> <laughs> She's like broken this down into about... I'll read this out. Go on. Come on then, Katie. FIFA. Yep, ding. She says that she loves playing FIFA every once in a while, but when I play online, I run across some right pricks. To be fair, you are playing FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that that's continued. Uh, some right pricks who think they are the best players that have ever lived, and if I don't roll over for them, then I get and uh, get quite a bit of verbal abuse. I also get called some horrible things because I'm a girl playing FIFA, which some guys obviously can't take. Oh, I'm gonna be very, I'm gonna be very, very careful here, right? Why they're FIFA players? <laughs> because I'm gonna, I'm gonna get female they're players. Fucking Luddites. I'm gonna get female players attacking me, specifically Elle. <laughs> I'm gonna be very careful because <laughs> she, she can actually, actually has my physical location. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Female gamers get this a lot, and I, and I know that this happens, and they feel picked on a lot because they get abuse, and they get abuse specifically because they're women, and they, da, 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 you know, oh, stupid woman shouldn't be playing football game. Da, 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 da. The thing to bear in mind is these twats will abuse you no matter who you are, mm-hmm. and they will grab onto the only things that they can tell from Whatever you. Whatever makes you bite, they'll use. Yeah, um, if it's your username, I got somebody. Um, spend a good you know 40 seconds taking the piss out of my username before I quit the game because my username is Zebwen Z-E-B-W-E-N uh, and apparently that's a role playing username and I was playing uh, Gears of War at the time and uh, oh it's such a geek because I've got a role playing username oh look at this guy he was a real bro guy American guy what yeah and that's what he latched onto that's, that's what he used because he couldn't find anything else about me and um, if you're young they'll use that if you sound old they'll use yeah that if you're a woman they'll use that if you've got an accent they'll use that it's it's not because you're any of these things necessarily. It's because those are the things that they can tell about you and they will use that to try and get to you. And they know that it will get to you. I don't know where he thought he was going to get with that role-playing name. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is one of those... Th- he was one of those guys that had a name like a XXX Mighty Killer XXX 25 or something like that. It was just like, I don't even... There are so many ways I could go with this, I just can't even be bothered. Um, it can be difficult, possibly, sometimes, not to feel victimised. However, the thing to bear in mind is you are probably not being victimised because you are a girl, young, have an accent, or whatever it happens to be. You are being attacked because the person on the other end is a dick. And mm-hmm. they would say that to whoever it is, regardless of who it is, and they will leverage anything that they can find to get on your nerves. Mm. So, now I might get, I'll probably get slammed for saying that, but it's the truth. It, it now, is. you will get people out there that are it, just misogynistic Hang pricks, on, hang on, but... let's put a caveat on that. It's the truth in a percentage of yes. cases. Yeah, 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 yeah. There might be, and I'm not saying that there aren't those people out there, 
who, when playing against a white male, would be perfectly nice 100% of the time, and then as soon as they come across anybody who isn't that, is an utter dick. But I would suggest that they're possibly in the minority. If they're going to be a dick, they're probably a dick all the time. We mentioned Rocket League a couple of times. I just wanted to say that when we've been playing together um, recent times, it's been very good in the main. Oh, it's been excellent. This is one of those things. We've had Mm. a couple of ups and downs with Rocket League. But actually, Rocket League, you get people... You, you score a goal and people will take the time to actually type because there's a, a quick key combination nice that says great goal or whatever um, but be, people actually take the time to type on the keyboard that yeah. was an amazing play guys well done and stuff like that and they don't have to do that it doesn't you know they've only got a small amount of time between the replay and then coming back into the game mm. but it's just it's nice it's, it's, it's a weird thing and you don't experience that very much in, in a lot of games but in Rocket League it's them more than most of the games I think mm. um, has Kate you got anything else uh, yeah so she does follow up with an, a good point and says that one of the best communities I've encountered is on the Old Republic MMO whenever I need help with a quest there is always someone there to help me or give me better gear yeah oh, see that's nice and that's a good example of, of people getting together in mm. an MMO they're out there um, this yeah. is exactly what an MMO is meant to be for not elitism, not weirdness or anything like that. It's whole, supposed to be a community pulling together. That's what MMOs are meant to be. Hang on, isn't Old Republic shit? No, no, <laughs> Maybe that's the uh, yes, I think it is. defining factor there. <laughs> I, I didn't like it, but that's not, that's Sorry, not okay. the point. That's neither here nor, <laughs> nor is it there. So what's, what's, what's our takeaway from this then? People be dicks. Generally people <laughs> are dicks, but I think the kind of general consensus is that Xbox is a cesspit. <laughs> yes. And Dark Souls is the the most improved. The most improved, the, yeah. The rosette. I think you get the gold for star for the most improved community by the sounds of things. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing, by the by the sounds of the majority of the feedback that we've had here, an awful lot of this is the in-the-moment reactions that they get from people yeah. while playing the game. There's, now, there's been forums and Reddit stuff and all the rest of it as well. but um, So it's, it's kind of across all boards. But the in-the-moment reaction is the one that sticks with you, the one that gets to you. And it's the one that you often can't escape because you're there and you're playing the game so unless you've muted everybody so you simply can't tell that this is going on it's it's the one that is always going to get you yeah you, can, you don't want to do that most of the time because um, a lot of the positive experiences I've had in online gaming have led to li- lifelong friendships oh yeah it's, that, that is very true and I still, a lot of people that I've got friends on Facebook but I've met in real life are people that I met through gaming in one form or mm. another you guys or not so much Lee actually <laughs> through Android not stuff me. but um, through um, no. you know everybody ready player too mate you you guys through gaming and it's all been a it's been brilliant I was his pizza delivery boy <laughs> so he just turned up one day he didn't have a pizza yeah. weirdly um, <laughs> <laughs> pizza delivery stalker um, he just slapped this VR headset on me and started saying weird things into me I think I might still be in it <laughs> this is my life now I've come to terms with it um, but yeah I think the takeaway the takeaway is kind of people be dicks but I, I think as a lot of people that have that have been responding on this have kind of done just don't don't bother rising to it because the, the age old adage don't feed the trolls this is exactly what it means and a massive thing we've got to go because this has been running on for far too long the massive thing that I really really hate it bugs the hell out of me at the moment but um news and social media and and most like outlets like bbc sky whatever they use the word troll completely wrong yeah, yeah? they use the word troll as if Fucking it's noobs. bullies or 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 <laughs> hackers or something like that that is not trolling being hacked is not trolling 
Being bullied is not trolling. Somebody who does something for the express reason to get a reaction from you and don't actually really care about what it is they're saying. Oftentimes, I don't even actually believe in what it is they're saying. The only thing that the only reason they're doing it is to piss you off for some reason or another. That's a troll. And the only reason that they will keep doing it is if you react to it is if you bite back or if you try and respond with anything snarky or anything like that. Just fucking ignore them. Don't feed the trolls and they starve off. And this happens to me so often in online gaming where somebody bites at you, give them a bit of a brush off, just literally give them a brush off snarky comment back. And oftentimes they'll, they'll realise that they're not baiting you and they'll stop. Mm. Or just don't even bother responding to them. Just ignore just them. Just ignore the best, them. Definitely the best way And they will in fact go them. away. Um... And Most of the time. Just remember that these are all people that probably have extraordinarily small man parts, and if mm. they ever were with you in real life, I will point out I have been to EGX and game shows and stuff like that quite a lot now. There's none there. You never, ever see them. Because they're there. They will be there. You <laughs> never see them behaving like that in public. Ever. Mm. And that is that is exactly who these people are. They are hiding behind anonymity in order... Keyboard warriors. Yeah, exactly. In order to make other people upset, because for some reason, that's how they get their rocks off. They're just dickbags. <laughs> some of them are actually psychopaths. Oh, right. Is this the science? Science. This is the science. Go on, go on. Science me very, very quickly, and we have to go. The uh, There's a study done. I can't see where it was from, but it, this is a real thing where they asked uh, personality scoring questions to different groups. People that, um, and the different groups were non commenters on internet forums and things like that. People that would read and not comment. Right. People that would debate the issue. Uh, people that would just chat and have fun. Uh, trolls and other. Okay. Those five groups. And the scores were personality index in different uh, personality traits. Uh, Machiavellianism. Uh, narcissism, uh, psychopathy, direct sadism, and vi- vicarious sadism. Trolls all scored massively heavily in all of those personality traits. Everybody else got normal scores. The only thing that I would say about that is that trolls like to pr- portray that they are these these evil, nasty, psychopathy, not very nicey people. If they are handed a sheet of paper in which they're supposed to tick boxes, they're going to mm. tick all the boxes that they can to make themselves look like that. What I think we will probably do is have a look for the actual study, and that's the royal we. <laughs> yeah. I've got a picture of it. I can't, it's, and we'll, um, we'll post it on yeah. the... It's website. quite a good read. Uh, yeah, I would take from that that and essentially, whether trolls are or aren't insane, they're all narcissistic fuck nuggets. Yeah. There you go. And psychopaths. <laughs> and psychopaths. <laughs> I don't like the idea that they're psychopaths because I'm pretty sure that they're not. I'm pretty yeah, sure they know where you live. Pretty sure I mean, they're just a They know where you live. Right, look, anyway, we are going to wrap it up. That's it. End. Calling it a day because this is already going to be a nightmare to edit. So. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Ready Player 2, episode 61. I have been Rich. You can find me on Twitter at Zebwen, that's Z-E-B-W-E-N. Lewis has been... Uh, at Louis underscore Kong. Thank you very much. And, and you can find me on the Twitters. On the there. Twitters. And Lee has been... Full of snot and at ZZ, Lee ZZ. Brilliant, thank you. You can find all of us at Ready P2, and we're tweeting loads and loads and loads. You can find us at Ready Player 2 on Facebook. Yep. Is that the number two? It's forward slash ready player two. Forward slash ready player two. I can never remember the Facebook one. Um, <laughs> ready player two. That's two.co.uk. You can find us and all of our friends at the palace of wisdom.co.uk. Um, they're posting loads of stuff as always, and they host our um, podcast as well as hosting 
our lovely people they are lovely lovely and they've been furnishing us with lovely games to be playing so we can talk mm. about stuff as well recently so they're just extra in our good books at the minute um, and probably other stuff that you can find us on that I probably haven't spoken about Acast a- oh yeah okay you talk about Acast because I don't really know about it <laughs> <laughs> they're our sponsors oh okay they, well no they're not our sponsors they're our they're our hosting company okay Acast are our hosting company yeah yeah go Acast they have an app <laughs> There is an app. I have the app. I don't really understand it. Okay, fine. Look, there's a technical thing going on that I don't fully understand. You can find us on Acast, presumably. Is there a link to that, or is it just that they're our hosting platform? No, they're our hosting platform. There is a link to it, and I I have posted it a couple of times. Okay, but I've probably done a very poor job of, of bigging them up. Uh, <clears throat> sorry mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> Quite poor. <laughs> they are the people who insert the, the adverts into the podcast. Yes, that's not me. I'd just like to point that out. Um, but but buy, buy loads of the stuff that's on the adverts because do we get money for that? Uh, no, we but we do for listens. Oh, so. just listen then. But buy stuff on the adverts if you like. That's fine too. <laughs> that, that's it. That's been all of us. We're going to be back very shortly. We're going to, uh, I think, possibly tomorrow we're going to be recording a VR special podcast which might be out at some point oh. in the century. Don't ejaculate, Lee. <laughs> from from all of us three uh, at the Sausage Fest that is currently ready to play too. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Chocolate. Right, should we do a one, two, three? Uh, what do we do nowadays? One, two, three, banana? That's, that's the safe word, isn't it? Oh, actually, that's true. <laughs> I need to. <coughs> oh, that's oh. bad. <coughs> I've added one game to Rich Rich's um, list. <laughs> Galaga. Gob. Yeah. I'm a very, I'm a very stiff man. Lots of sweaty-backed people. Close your eyes. Um, but, but, but. Right. No, no, there's no buts. Stop your buts. Hello. Hello? Hello? I'm so wrong. Come here, Miss Fuckinette. Uh, you can't even talk like that, like you've got a cock in your gob. Uh, with another guy. Yeah. What? No, he uh, hasn't. He's, he's just wrong. Stop being wrongly. Sorry. Where's the music? Oh no, it's not that one anymore, is it? (laughs) Galaga. Galaga. Isn't it Gallagher? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.